This is the College Football Connection Podcast with Marty Jenkins and Alvin Reed on 101 ESPN. All right. Welcome in, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Marty Jenkins here alongside my boy Alvin Reed. This is the College Football Connection Podcast. As I mentioned, my friend here, Alvin Reed from the St. Louis American. Also catch him on Donnie Brook Thursday nights, news editor over at the St. Louis American, covering everything over there. My man, how you been? I've been, I've been great. How you been, Marty? Man, I can't complain. The best time of the year is here. Well, maybe college basketball. I, I got to give the slight edge to college basketball, but I love my college football. Well, you know, man, my birthday is uh, Monday, September the 6th, and it's football season, and it's all about me right about this time of year, and this is special. Well, maybe not last year, last year, but we couldn't get out. But, you know, like, hey, we can, like, uh, you know, Put a little juice on the games now. Oh, you know, yeah. Legally. So. What do you, September 6th, you going to be 45? I'm going to be 61. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> I was born in 1960, and I turned 60 uh, last year, so whatever they call that, your golden birthday. You know, born in 60, then I turned 60. So this is 61, brother. Right on. Well, like I said, I appreciate you all joining us. We're going to be here the entire season. Hopefully it's not like last year, you know. With the COVID situation, we're going to have people in the building, you know, just the way college football should be, you know, rocking the house. Hopefully we're not going to have any interruptions or hiccups with that the entire season. But we will be with you guys the entire season up until all the bowl games are over. The final four, you know, with the Kansas Jayhawks, Alvin's alma mater, they'll be in the final four probably. We'll see. We'll see. Hey, we got a shot, baby. But with that, that's, next, that's the next season now. All right, this football season. All right, well, let's – hey, you're going there tomorrow. You're yep, going I'm to, Lawrence. to Lawrence. I'm, I am um, – in my in in my envelope here, matter of fact, I actually uh, you know you placed a wager on them. I got a little action on uh, KU to cover against uh, South Dakota. We uh, you know. Okay, so that's fourteen and a half, right? Fourteen and a half. Got to win by fifteen. All right, okay. so <laughs> all right, so let's just. You took the Jayhawks to cover. Took the Jayhawks to cover. Also took them to uh, beat one and a half. I took the over on the wins, and wins is one and a half. All right, so we're going to kick things off locally. We'll, we'll go Mizzou, Illinois in a second, but Alvin's you know going up to his alma mater, proud, proud Jayhawk alum, zero and nine last year. Came out of Buffalo, program rebuilder. I got confidence we can win two games. That's it. I, don't, I, ain't, I ain't delusional. But. All right, so thirteen and a half there. They were zero and nine last year. I was looking at their schedule. Let's just look at the overall view real quick on Kansas this right. year, because their over under is one and a half. Yep. We, you and I, can both agree. They're not going to win a conference game this year. Would you agree? They could possibly win a conference game if Baylor has fallen completely. You know, they lost a lot. They could possibly beat Baylor. They could possibly beat a K-State team. Uh, but I think your best bet is to, to, to take care of your business against South Dakota. And then with Duke, and how good is Coastal Carolina coming back in? I, you know. Okay, so let me ask you this, and you didn't put any action on this. We'll get to the game you put action on in a minute, but overall, one and a half. I be, I looked at this, and I'm telling people, you know, I would go under on them because I don't think they're going to win one of those Big Twelve games. Coastal Carolina is a top forty team. They're 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 twenty two in some polls, but they're not the same team that they were last year. Twenty two in some polls. And, okay, yeah, yeah. And, and we 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 played them last year, and they beat our ass, Marty, and straight out. Nobody, you know, like I it just, the Chanticleers, they, right? We knew we had a problem, like literally. That was so sad that we said we're not going to win a game this year, but we played them last year, mm-hmm. and I like the coach. You know, you like Leopold? I do. I, so you would go over one and a half this season? Yes, I'm going over one and a half this season because they should win on Friday night, tomorrow okay. night. Okay, 
And then I think they just find a way to win another game. Yeah, I think I think they That's do. It. I think they do beat South Dakota. The, what I was looking at here, and and if I had to go over under, you're going over. You think they'll get two wins, maybe three. I'm going under because I just think the other opportunity for them to win a game is at Duke, and I think that'll be a close one. And I think Duke just slightly edges them, and Duke could win three or four games, but I'll go under. Now let's talk about that game Saturday. What time is that starting, Lawrence? It's uh, six o'clock. Or 7 o'clock. 7 Night o'clock. Game. Night game on a Friday. All right. You took the Jayhawks to cover the 13 and a half. 13 and a half. Okay. Hmm. That'll be South Dakota. I mean, you know, they pl- they're going to play him tough maybe for a half, I would think. Yeah. Okay. But Alvin's saying take the Jayhawks to cover 13 and a half. I'm going to agree with them. I think they uh, I think they win that game pretty comfortably. 20- I, they, they should. I think we um, made some improvements on the line, brought a kid in. That believe it or not was at Notre Dame. Uh, some other transfers and and enough of an offensive line that I think we can handle that. All right, right. I got my eyes on that one, Alan. Keep your eyes on that one. You front row on that one. Uh, I'm uh, <laughs> just doing K Club. I don't know where I'm going to be at. I might be sitting like far away from people. You know, just I'll be glad to put people in the stadium, but I don't need to be sitting in their lap. If you know. What I, mean. I hear you. And that's a safe bet. I think yeah. taking Jayhawks cover that thirteen and a half. All right, let's stay local, a little right. closer. Let's start with U of I. Last weekend, um, <laughs> and we could get we could get to the Huskers in a minute. Um, that was a that was a very good opening week win for U of I. But I think at the end of the year, you know, I like Bielema being there. I think he's going to have that program turned around um, a few years down the road. But I think when we look back on it, you know, that is going to be a win over a two or three win Huskers team. Okay. Would now, you agree with that? I would I would tend to agree with you, but I will say this. One, as I was watching that game uh last week, I thought if you really didn't follow the two teams that were playing. Yeah. You knew something about football, but you just didn't know anything about those two teams. Mm-hmm. You would have looked at that game and pretty much after the first ten minutes, you would have said that that Illinois team is better than that Nebraska team. Okay. Yeah. That this is not a fluke. That mm-hmm. they are, they're beating them on the line of scrimmage. Illinois, of the returners that they have, Illinois is strong on the offensive line. Not great, but also on the defensive line. And they whooped them up front. Mm-hmm. And if you if you win that battle there, a lot of good things can happen. Now, Nebraska did stupid stuff. We all know that. You know, like, you know, the fumble before halftime. The kid catching the punt at the two-yard line. They'd go into the end zone and throwing the ball out. I yep. mean, what what is that? That's why, <laughs> how you lose... Um, Some little giant stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but so, but Illinois is strong up front, or strong enough up front. And so maybe, just maybe, we have underestimated what Illinois could get done during this season. And their quarterback, Brandon Peters, he got hurt. He got hurt. In, the, in, in the comes season. the backup. Sid Kelsey was the Big Ten Offensive Player of the Week. And, and played an excellent game. Threw it well enough. Mm-hmm. Picked up some big first downs running the ball. Mm-hmm. Was not expecting. You know, the first game of the year, you're thinking you're standing over there watching. Yeah. And you're in the first quarter. And you, hey, you're in the game. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean. They kept the pressure off of him. They were able to make plays. Yep. They were able to do the things they needed to do to keep Nebraska at bay. Right. It just didn't look like a fluke, Marty. It just didn't. Now, your Nebraska might just be god off. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what. What the heck is going on up there? Well, they better win the next two weeks against Ford or Buffalo, or else Scott Frost is going to he's, – he's probably numero uno on hot seat, you know, for the year. He's he's up there. Well, that performance on, on Saturday was enough to start scrutinizing 
you know, that and they are practicing illegally off campus or doing weight training and then some NCAA is looking into it and they, they self-reported and they got video of them. They're busted. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So if you're doing all this and then getting whooped by an Illinois team that was picked to win how many games? Four? Yeah. Twelve. He's 12 and 21, Alvin, in his fourth year. That's fireable. That's yeah. fireable. So I can't, I don't feel sorry for Scott Frost. I, I, I don't. Because we come in talking that mess. And then you put out performances like that, and, you know, you're favored to win a game, and you get beat like that. I mean. And I'll admit when I was wrong, but when they hired Frost, I thought this is the move. I thought he would get him back to respectability. Yeah. I mean, Competing I, for Big Ten championships. Right. Not uh, natties. No, uh, you, weren't gonna, you weren't going to go that far? Yet. Not okay. yet. Because what but I, I meant by th- year three or four, I thought they'd be competing for Big Ten titles. Or, or what, they're in the West? Yeah. yeah. I thought they would be able to get to the – get close – to the Big Ten title. 12 and 21 is not close in your fourth that's year. That's not close, and they have not been close. And the games they've won, the conference games they've won, they've been nail-biters. Yeah. Hey, you got your seats in front of you. You got one for the Illinois game? I do not. I, I left Illinois alone, okay. but I'll tell you what. I think Illinois is one of the surefirest on there. Okay. Okay, well, there's there's a reason they're only favored by six. This is a good UTSA squad. I understand that. But 21 starters back, sleeper team in Conference USA, an awesome running back in McCormick. Um, Frank Harris is a good quarterback. Defense is their weakness, though, and they're in Conference USA. So you think Illinois is going to pick up where they left off, maybe hang 30 on them at least? Well, put it this way. What is it? Uh, five and a half? I'm yeah, five and, and a half, six. Okay, five and a half. I think they win by a touchdown. Okay. Maybe a little bit more. Okay, that's interesting. And if they make the plays, look, if they make the plays offensively that they did against Nebraska, I think they cover easy. Yeah, that's going to be an intriguing game. That's also a 6-6-30 start. You're not going to be able to catch that one, but I will have all eyes on Champagne there despite a loaded lineup of games that night. Um, boy, this is tough. I know you're saying you would take uh, U of I to cover. Um Man, I want to believe, Alvin. I want to believe in this U of I team because I got friends, I got family, you know. You took the words right out of my head like, I don't want to sound like I'm a true believer, but I believe that they actually – I think they'll be taught this time next week about what Illinois can accomplish going forward because I think they're 2-0. I think they cover. And then, you know, they'll run into some rough times when they get into conference play. Right. And your numbers against the spread are good. You're going to take Illinois to cover that. I'm actually going to disagree with you on that one. All right. I think that's going to be a close one. I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. Um, But I will go with UTSA in that one. But that'll be an interesting game and see if Illinois can get off to a 2-0 start before they – real quick, before we move on to Mizzou. I want to see who U of I plays after that. At Virginia, they host Maryland at Purdue. I think you and I were talking. U of I's over under on wins this year were maybe five or six. Yes. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. They got a good chance to maybe eclipse well, they that. They do now. I mean, it's the same old thing. Like, Nebraska comes in and beats it by two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And Nebraska was, was heavily favored. We ain't talking about, you know, like three points or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, if they had a thump Illinois, then we're all looking at, ah, it's probably be that under or mm-hmm. whatever. But, you know, the way they performed, and if they can back it up with a solid performance, cover against uh san antonio i you know who I, knows who knows yeah virginia a steady good defensive football team mm-hmm. but you come home and you play maryland yeah i mean that's a, you're you're 2-0 and in the big 10 come on yeah all right so uh let's head to como uh this is going to be an interesting one uh three o'clock central michigan chippewas head to mizzou mizzou 
favored by 15. Um, 14 returning starters. Um, quarterback, Connor Bazelak. People like him yeah. a lot. Good numbers last year. Solid, still young. I expect that he's going to make a big difference in this program in terms of wins and losses next year and the following year. I still think this is a team. Last year they were 5-5. Five and five. I think they're close to 500 this year again, and that's close to what their over-under is. Um, but I'll tell you what, Drinkwitz, he's killing it on the recruiting scene. Absolutely. Um, they're the highest they've ever finished recruiting-wise, and I can't remember the year. It was a couple decades ago, but it was top 20, but they're in that right now. They got top quarterback Sam Horn uh, from Georgia, which was a big get, but he's doing great. That class of 22 looks excellent. Um, but this game, 15 points against a max goal isn't much at home. You know, you think you'd be favored by a little bit more than that. Um, Jim McElwain is a coach uh, mm-hmm. for Central Michigan, uh, former Gators coach. They got a good defense, offense not that good. I think Mizzou covers easily in this one. I think they win by 24. I think they cover also. I think um, this Central Michigan team, um, of the returning starters, they lost, so they're not returning starters. Most of them were, were on off. Mm-hmm. And I think Missouri can score enough points, but I think they'll struggle on offense. And thus, I'm, I'm going to give Missouri this one. I'm going to give Missouri that one going away. You know how first games are, Marty. You that, just never know. You just never know. And this, you know, w- what's the tell if you come out and you struggle, you know, in this game, if you're Mizzou, well, that's kind of a, a, a tell that you might, and I don't mean heavily struggle, like under 500 struggle, but you need to, you know, you need to take care of your business at home, first game, um, Missouri fans, this is yeah. Jayhawk talk, okay? <laughs> Go to the game. I mean, seriously. I mean, I'm I'm embarrassed for you. I know why people aren't our games. We suck. Right? Mm-hmm. But man, you look out there, man. It's just like, come on now. Lots of empty seats. Hopefully that's not the case yeah. this weekend and the rest of the year. Um, all right, so you and I agree on that one. We think that they should win that game comfortably. I can see CMU maybe hanging in. You mentioned first week jitters, hanging in for half. But I think Missouri will end up pulling away, winning by a few touchdowns and covering that. Um, and then, you know, you take a look at Missouri as a whole, you know. They got to go to Kentucky. That's not going to be an easy game at Lexington. No. Then you host SEMO. You, you think worst-case scenario there, you're going to be 2-1. and one. Um, And then things get tough. You know, you go to yeah. B.C., you play Tennessee, A&M, the SEC gauntlet. Um, do you think they finish better than 500 this year? I, I think, um, yes. Okay. I, I do. I think seven and five. Seven and five, seven yeah. And five. Somewhere right around there. Right. And you know these guys making the over unders. They're right at six and seven. They know what they're doing. Yeah, I, so. I, I, I think they win seven. All right. Well, there you have it, me and Alvin. Go, but that that goes back to you know what division you're in. Yeah. In the SEC. Mm-hmm. And then, as we both know, like you know they they're smiling, but at the same time, when Missouri got that news that Texas and Oklahoma are coming over, <laughs> I said like you know the only way you're going to do that is is Either one will will stay in the West and one will go to the East. Maybe they put Texas in the East, but they might keep them both over here and do what they should have done in the first place. Because how how is Missouri in the East and not in the West? Right. And all of a sudden you're all you know what? Oh my oh my lord! You know we get Oklahoma, LSU every year. You know that that changes the dynamic down there. But that's in the future, so they got to worry about that this year. Speaking of Oklahoma, we're not going to really touch on them because you know they play Tulane the game obviously. Move to Norman because of what's going on in uh, Louisiana. Thoughts and prayers there for everybody. Absolutely. But, I mean, people 
talked about it with Lincoln Riley for a while. You know, can he he can't get his own quarterback. You know, you got transfer you at the QB position with, you know, Kyler Murray, you know, and, and Jalen Hurts. The list goes on. He's got his quarterback. Absolutely. He's got his Heisman winner, maybe, and he's maybe has a national title. And he also has him in his system mm-hmm. now for another season. And as slow as he started last year, not slow, but by the time the season ended, he was damn good. And so, you know, coming back this year, oh, yeah. Yeah. And you know, he also got a cupcake schedule. Well, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's soft. It's soft. Now, they have brought some ire on themselves. Yeah. Because of this move to the SEC. Now, that doesn't mean that that's a pathway to victory for some of these teams, inferior teams. But Oklahoma State, you know, Texas Tech, some of these others, they're, they're going to be just trying to just beat Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Making a point. Making a point. Not that they need any more incentive, you know, but, but they have with everything that's – yeah, exactly. Um, so that'll be intriguing to see what happens there. But, yeah, that's um, – just on a side note, they're my pick to win it all. And I know people are going to say once they get to that Final Four, you know, yeah. can they play with Alabama? Can they play with Georgia, who I think is better than Alabama this year, Georgia? Um, Clemson I don't even think is going to be there. But, yeah, I think with the, with the offensive weapons they have um, – and Rattler, by the way, I was at a, there was a huge national, I collect cards, you know that, mm-hmm. huge national card show convention in Chicago a few weeks ago. And he was the first athlete since all this stuff has started to happen with, you know, getting paid to do this and that as an athlete, blah, blah, blah. He was up there signing autographs for 150 a pop. Rattler. Yeah, I, I don't need a $150 autograph from this guy. Man. Hey, you make know, that money, though. Make the, oh, no, I, no, I'm not mad at him. I'm just like, oh, dude, you got to do a little bit more than that. <laughs> right. I mean, seriously, I got Spencer Rattler's college card. I paid one fifty for. Mm-hmm. Now, he wins three Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's still worth about two hundred dollars. I mean, it, it ain't all that now, right? Uh, but he was great up there. He was taking pictures of everybody. You know, I mean, heck, for one hundred fifty a pop, I'd be taking pictures with people oh, too. Oh, yeah, exactly. Right. Plus, I'm getting my appearance fee. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Yeah, that's real money. All right. So we both like Mizzou to cover. I do. Um, 11 a.m., you always have the 11 a.m. Big Ten game to look forward to every Saturday. And out of all the slates, you know, I, I mean, we have a, a huge slate of games this weekend. I think this may be the one I'm most intrigued about. Number 19, Penn State at number 12, Whiskey. Whiskey favored by 5.5 at Camp Randall. Um, Wisconsin's got a top 10 defense in the country, um, led by linebacker, you know, Jack Sanborn, favored to win the West. Uh, quarterback Graham Mertz, solid. But I really like Penn State to cover and win this game at five and a half. Franklin's got a team. They, they, he's got 16 returning starters. Uh, I think the difference in this contest is PSU's secondary. I don't think Wisconsin's going to be able to move the ball downfield on them. And I really like Penn State to outright win this game. Okay. I like Wisconsin in that this is a situation where your opening game is like un- uh, unlike any opening game probably in the history of college football. You played a lot of games last year in front of no one. So mm-hmm. now you got to go Camp Randall. This is your first taste of 80,000, 90,000 people going crazy. Mm-hmm. All right. There will be an adjustment. You have players now, all right, who were freshmen, maybe red shirts, whatever. This is their first taste of that. That's a tough road game, okay? Right. Now, I, that's not a pass for Nebraska having to play at Illinois because that place was as shocked as anybody else that Illinois was actually winning that game. Yeah. But they are going to be fired up. It's a Big Ten game. It's early, like you said. 
I like Wisconsin in that one. They'll have to show me. Penn State will have to show me. Penn State was up and down last year. Okay, They've a lot been, of tough losses. A lot of tough losses. That's what I mean. They, you know, they'd look like, oh man, they got this, or oh yeah, they got it going now, and then would figure out ways to lose games. Mm-hmm. So they they're going to have to prove me wrong. And in the meantime, I'm going to go Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin covers. All right. I like the Nittany Lions. They return like six or seven. Uh, Jahan Dotson turned down the NFL, one of their best receivers. I think that's going to be an intriguing game. I think it will come down to the last quarter, but I like Penn State to outright win that game uh, against Wisconsin. And you talk about a tough place to play. It's arguably the toughest place to play in the country. I mean, that place is absolutely be. rocking. Yeah, exactly. And this is your – look, you've got no practice, no anything. Mm-hmm. Here, it is. Here, we, here we go, boys. Everybody's going to be ready to rock and roll. All right. Been doing a lot of research on this team. Number one, Bama. Shocker. Number one to start right. the season. Um, at number 14, Miami. That game's in Atlanta, though, 230. Paul Feinbaum said the other day, no chance in hell Miami wins this game. Um, I agree with that. Oh, you got your paper out. You got something on this game. I, I hope you took the Canes to cover like oh, I would no, have. No, 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 you got Bama to cover? I got Bama covered 195. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. Prove me wrong. Miami's got the quarterback. He's coming back. He's off injury, though. One of the best in the country, Derek. I, I, I'm sorry. Uh, it'll be one of those uh, 49-21 action kind of things. I think Alabama knows that they better kind of set a standard early. Yeah. Because everybody's gunning for it. Well, all eyes on freshman quarterback Bryce Young. Right. Um, and people out of there saying, and this is saying something, Alvin, the best defense Bama's had in five years. That's why. Holy smokes. That's, that's why I'm leaning with Alabama, because I think they will stop Miami. Okay. And you think even with losing, you know, Smith and, and Waddle, that Bryce Young, he's going to move the ball down the field. They're going to score their points, I 35 or 45. Points. Right. And I, and I think that Miami will turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. And, like, Alabama will have some short fields. Yeah. And I think they'll just wear Miami down. I, I like Miami. I, I the I, best team they they said this is Manny Diaz's best team yet. Yeah, and I like where they will. I like where they will be in uh, the ACC by the time the the season is over. Mm-hmm. I think it's good that they play Alabama in the first game because that's like your what do you call that? Uh, you know, like when you're lifting weights and you max out to start with. Yeah, yeah. I I think this is a good litmus taste test for them mm-hmm. to see like where exactly we are, and they can they can beat the hell out of us, but this doesn't mean anything. In the grand scheme of things, in the grand season. scheme of things, yeah. So I'm not hating on Miami as much as I think Alabama has a lot to prove, and I think they're going to prove. Yeah. All right, I'm going to take the Canes in this one. You mentioned their quarterback, De'Ara King. He is very good. He's a stud, and they have a wide receiver uh, coming over from Oklahoma, Charleston Rambo transfer. Remember that name? As I said, Manny Diaz's best team yet. Um, be interesting to see. That's in Atlanta, so. You're gonna. It's gonna be majority Bama. Oh yeah, that's, <clears throat> yeah that's, but I wonder how many Canes fans will be there too. Well, you know what? I think I don't want. Not there should be more. There won't be. Yeah. Now part of this is like eighty twenty. You think by eighty twenty? Yeah. And you would think it maybe maybe seventy thirty would be a better. You know, sixty forty. But a lot's going on. I mean, you know, look that I did all that rain swept through Florida too, and and I I just think people are are we traveling up to see this game and. You know, Florida's COVID ravaged. I just, I just kind of think they'll, the Kane fan will stand that. Yeah, be a good one there. <clears throat> Place will be rocking in Atlanta. All right, we're going to take a quick breather. We we'll back in just a few seconds. College football connection here, Marty Jenkins, alongside Alvin Reed. When we come back, we preview the game of the weekend. 
the College Football Connection Podcast on 101 ESPN. We're back to it with Marty Jenkins and Alvin Reed. Marty Jenkins back here, College Football Connection with my man Alvin Reed. We are talking about all the weekend's top matchups. We will be with you the entire season. Alvin and I just talking about how excited we are for the season to get here. I feel like the offseason kind of flew by. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And because I think we were so eager and, you know, I um I went up to spring game. You know, I know a lot of people went to spring game because our first opportunity to go to your 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 college's spring game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, it, it was just good to get through the summer and let's let's you know go to some games and en- enjoy them. And you know, I'm not going to go down that path, but I will say this: I'm vaccinated, so you know, I'm me too. Yeah, so I'm I'm good. I'm good. All right, Alvin, meet me in Charlotte. The game of the weekend, number five, Georgia Dogs. At number three, Clemson. We know all the players at Clemson lost. You know, I mean, where do you – Lawrence, you know, Etienne, plenty of skill makers, you know. And here comes the next big thing they're talking about, and I'm just going to have to think of a nickname here because this, this guy's name is hard to pronounce. <laughs> DJ Uli Angale, the Clemson quarterback. Uh, got some playing time last year. Had to play that game in South Bend. You know, Trevor Lawrence and didn't play. Won defense. <laughs> should have won. They should have won. Right. Yeah. But the dude's the real deal. Lots of hype there. Uh, he's got a running back group and a wide receiver group that lost a lot. But, you know, Clemson, top recruiting class in the country, top three. They bring in a bunch more. They have a very easy schedule. So this is one of those things, Alvin, if they lose here, it's okay. Right? Oh, yeah. Clemson. You know, you could still get in that final four. Um, and the point spread on this game, I had that written down. I misplaced it. All right, Clemson favored by three, and we talk about the dogs. The dogs, really, really good. Eight returning starters on offense, led by quarterback JT Daniels. They got a good O-line, arguably the best running back core in the country. I think Georgia covers this, and I think they actually beat Clemson pretty easily, in my opinion. All right, Georgia is a team that uh, right about the time I think Georgia's the – is the stuff they just they lay, lay an egg, lay an egg. <clears throat> and I cannot, you know, to be the champion, you got to beat the champion. I realize that they are in different conferences, but Georgia has to prove it to me. And as a result of that, I'm going to take my, I, I, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to give those points to them, and I'm going to take Clemson. You like Clemson to cover that three, huh? Yes, I do. <clears throat> well, I do. and that, and and I mean, four or five points. It'll that this is going to be a very close game. Yeah. But like I mentioned, it's okay. You know, these are the teams, uh, you know, if you're trying to get in the Final Four, which every team is, it's good to play this monster game in week one. Right. Because, you know, whoever slips up, especially if Georgia slips up, you take a look at that SEC gauntlet. And if they run through that. They're fine. They're fine. Now, th- Is Clemson fine, though, with the ACC if they run the gauntlet? Probably. 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 Because who's going to win all their games? And And I – ACC is is right. down and 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 <clears throat> in the nation of your SEC teams um, of, of your of your Power Five, who's going to win all their games? Okay, well, I agree with you. Oklahoma would have to lose, I think, to Texas. That might be one. Texas is going to be amped for that right. game, but it ain't going right. to matter. That ain't going to matter. <laughs> then and then Oklahoma plays at Oklahoma State this year, and that makes a I think. That they could stumble there. But Oklahoma should win all of their games. Yeah. Alabama should win all of their games. Mm-hmm. They they might not. So, you know, there's two of your slots right there. Yeah. So, 
it may work against you if you have one loss. There were a whole bunch of teams that were undefeated from Power Five guys, but I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think anybody's coming out of the Big Ten undefeated. I think oh, well, you might be. You know, look, I got that team from Ohio might have a little bit of trouble on tonight. Uh, Ohio State, Minnesota against yeah. Minnesota tonight. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that place gets jumping too. That place is small, and they fill the place. Yeah. I think Ohio State's favored by two touchdowns. Yeah, I understand that, <clears throat> but I'm just saying, like, man, Minnesota's got a lot of players coming back. Yeah. Minnesota's solid. Right. And good head coach, too. On the road. I, yeah. yeah, I'm going to have to watch that one when I get out of here. Now, now, Oklahoma just – I'm not Oklahoma. I'm sorry. Ohio State just comes out and whoops them. I would say, like, well, they were a much better team. They deserve to be favored by 14. In fact, I couldn't sit here and tell you that I wouldn't take uh, Ohio State, you know, and give the points. But just watch that one. It, what, I heard this. I'm, I'm stealing this line. It's like, it's weird how you could possibly have a conference trap game in the first week. game of the season. Yeah. And I was like, that was a good way of putting it. Yeah. That'll be a good one. I'll uh, tune into that one when I get out of here. Um, all right. This is my lock of the week, Alvin. All right. This is my lock of the week. Number 17, Hoosiers. All right. At number 18, Iowa. Iowa favored by three and a half. Tough place to play. Ference has a solid program every year. It's tough to win there. You look up, and at the end of the year, it feels like he has nine or ten wins every year. But one of the most surprising teams in the nation last year was Indiana. Tom Allen, you know, he's going to be at a bigger school soon. Okay? Well, they, they, they signed him. They extended his contract, gave him a lot more money. I don't think that keeps him there, especially if they, if they do it again this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. His most talented team yet in Bloomington, 17 returning starters, quarterback Michael Penix, one of the Big Ten's best. Wide receiving core led by Ty Froefogel. He's a stud. Uh, this is crazy out of all the conferences especially, but they have one of the best secondaries in the country out of all the conferences. Um, Iowa, young quarterback. Don't trust him. They got a stud running back, but I do not trust that quarterback, um, Tyler Petras. I think <laughs> I think this game's over by the third quarter. Indiana blows them out. It blows them out? Blows them out. All right. Now, you know, and Iowa's got, like, they, they've had some, like, you know, and my wife's not gonna be happy. She went there. She's not gonna be happy. But yeah, and and, and maybe they're over it. But you know, Iowa had some issues last year that off the field, bad, bad. You know, like I, like I, racist type yeah, stuff. Like, you like know, and I, I don't care, man. And stuff like that lingers. It's gonna linger. <laughs> that's a great point. Right. I mean, and, and I don't know where everybody. And lots of players came out the woodwork. Oh, I, oh yeah, and I don't know. And you still got the coach in charge, and and. You know, I, uh, you know, I don't know where everybody's mindset is. Yeah, who so, will never get fired, especially like something like that transpired yeah. all over the main ESPN headlines. You know, right. all these players coming out saying, "Yeah, that did happen." You know, and I've and I felt very uncomfortable in Iowa City, and Ference is still there. Right. So I, yeah, you know, that could linger with them. You're right. Right. Are their hearts and minds in it the way they should be to to go through a Big Ten schedule? We'll see. Alvin, I'm telling you, man, lay a lot on the Hoosiers to win that game. All right, man. I'm listening to you. I'm listening to you on that one because I did not i i wouldn't I wouldn't have thought you would go that heavy with Indiana. Oh, heavy, right? Heavy. I think that's blowout city. All right, now you Indiana guy. Now you got to tell us. Man. I'm a Notre Dame guy in football. I'm, All right, a, okay. I'm an Indiana basketball <laughs> <All right>. guy. <laughs> 
right. Hey, and that's another topic, college hardwood. We'll do a podcast later this year, but Mike Woodson's got the train rolling in Bloomington right now. All right. Well, they the got former got... Knicks coach, he is recruiting left and right. All right. All right. So, so is everybody. <laughs> right. A lot of transfers. With money under the table. Yeah. <laughs> no, you kidding. know, a lot of transfers. Okay. I'm just saying, like, okay, Indiana basketball, Mike Woodson, you got, you got to show me. Right. <laughs> you, you do have to show me. All right. Um, so, thought about not putting this game in, but it's a sneaky game. Number 16, LSU, three-point favorites at UCLA. And the reason I put it in, UCLA, uh, Chip Kelly's on the hot seat. Yeah. You know, um, this is the year where they're saying that maybe they can compete in that side of the Pac-12. Last weekend, you know, blood donor, they killed Hawaii. Right. You know, they blew them out. Um, LSU does have 18 returning starters. Their quarterback, freshman, Brad Johnson's son, old Tampa Bay yep. Bucks, mm-hmm. uh, Max Johnson. Yeah. Uh, but they lost a lot. I don't like the offense. I love their head coach. I don't like the offense. Defense is really, really, really good, which I think this could be a low-scoring affair. But UCLA is very improved. Um, they have a very good quarterback, Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Michigan transfer Zach Charbonnet. Great last week on the ground. Lots of people didn't come out for UCLA games, but it is a good football program, and I think people are going to fill the stands in this one. I think UCLA can beat LSU. Now, I think LSU rushes for over 200 yards and just physically dominates them and 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 gets the win and and covers the spread. Uh, Low scoring affair or no? No, I mean like three touchdowns, okay. maybe four. 27-17 LSU. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think they'll pass the ball a lot. I mm-hmm. don't think they'll feel like they have to. I think they'll just physically dominate on line of scrimmage and run the ball a lot. Right. And just keep UCLA's offense off the field. Chip Kelly. I'm not I'm not, I'm not buying UCLA just 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 yet. Just yet, huh? Well, I'm going to see real quick here just kind of scroll. I want to see what Chip Kelly. I know he's on the hot seat, but I want to see what his record is uh at UCLA over the last several years. Bear with me here just one second. All right, Chip Kelly. Three and four since he's been there. This is his fourth year. I feel like he's been there a lot longer. Ten and twenty-one. I said I knew it was bad. Yeah. Well, he better get six or seven wins this year. He's going to be that right there with Scott. Well, it still comes down. I mean, if USC beats him again this year, they're going to fire him. USC literally does have eleven wins. I mean, I'm sure they're tired of that. USC's program ain't about nothing. They, <laughs> somehow they beat UCLA. That's year. a big year for USC. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> now on to my Irish. Sunday night, of course. Uh, last game of the weekend. Uh, seven and a half point favorites at, at a pretty bad Florida State at team. At a bad Florida State team. Let's let's just go ahead and put it out there. <laughs> yeah. Right. They're rebuilding. But it still scares me. This game scares the crap out of me. Only seven and a half. Oh, come on, man. Right. Now, Florida State could could... could Make it a game. Right. Place is going to be amped. Right, right, and and you know, and how that'll that, carry you a couple quarters, I think. Yeah. Well, you know how <laughs> it is. Notre Dame gets out to a lead, but not a big lead, and Florida State runs a punt back or mm-hmm. picks up a fumble, and then the crowd gets back in it. And once again, it's your first game of the year, okay? And so, yeah, I could see where we could go to the fourth quarter where the game was. Um, Still up in the air. Yeah, I think Notre Dame covers because I just don't think Florida State is a very good football team. Not yet. They they got they they have to get it together. Man. They were bad last year. Oh yeah, 
and and they return a lot, but they were like they were three and six last year. Yeah, yeah, so what does that mean? And they could have been one and five. The games they won were, I mean, they could have won one or two games instead of the three. Yeah, they they, they eked by in a couple of them. Well, let's look at the Golden Domers here. Uh, Wisconsin transfer Jack Cohn. He's the guy taking snaps this year uh, for the Irish. Um, he was very good at Wisconsin record wise, but you know he got hurt, backup slipped in, and he never lost the job. So Cohn. Last time he really played full time was 2019, a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and he was good. 18 touchdowns, five interceptions in Madison. Um, I'm comfortable with him there, and we got the Viani kid who's a stud running the ball, yeah. Kyron Williams, mm-hmm. um, great tight end, Michael Mayer, one of the best in the country. The O line lost a lot. Lost. Though. I was just gonna say they had losses on the offensive line, big time. They lost a bunch to the NFL in graduation. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm always pretty pessimistic when it comes to the Irish. I do think they'll win this game. Um, I'm not sure if they'll cover, but it'll be interesting to see uh, how this season goes for the Irish. be honest with you, Alvin, I was pretty shocked to see how high they were on the preseason rankings, Uh, you know, not just from USA Today and AP and all that jazz, but everybody's just super high on them. And, you know, that's great to see as an Irish fan, but, you know, their schedule's tough. Their yeah. schedule's tough, but they got but, but some of their tougher ones are at home. Yeah, and you know if it's if you get three points for being at home, I guess Notre Dame gets four points for being at home. But at the same time, I, you know Notre Dame is, is is what it is, and I will tell you that um, I knew they were going to get stomped in their playoff game. Oh my gosh! And I still, you know, and, 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 and Kelly, Brian Kelly comes out and defends them and says, we'll just keep doing it. And for all this, we're, at least we're here and all that. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm kind of thinking, like, you know, you're in that game because somebody else wasn't. And it's probably because you're Notre Dame. And that's the only reason. Yeah. And you got just whooped. Mm-hmm. And so, you got whooped, all right. Yeah. So I, I don't care if it was Alabama. I don't care who it was. You know, like, you got blasted. Mm-hmm. And so – how good are you this year, Notre Dame? Am I guilty of giving you the benefit of the doubt? I'm not giving them the benefit of the doubt. This I think year. I am against Florida State. Florida State, you like them? They got a big game. I'm going up to at Soldier Field. They play Wisconsin later on in the year. That'll be interesting. That will be interesting. Uh, but you know, having <clears throat> having them in the the preseason top ten, eight, nine, that's just a little too high for me. I, think, I would tend to agree with that. I think they're nine and three team. I I, I could see that happening. Nine Absolutely. and three. Um, so yeah, all right. Let's run through your picks, Alvin, once more. You all got right. your sheets ahead of you. All right, I got um, I got Alabama covering against Miami, of Florida. I'm I'm giving the 19 and a half. I've got KU covering 13 and a half against South Dakota. I've got well, I had to, earlier. I got the Dallas Cowboys winning the NFC East. Are they finally gonna break through? So who knows? <laughs> I'm a lifelong Dallas Cowboy fan, folks. So that's that's the only sentimental. I actually do believe that Kansas will win more than one and a half games. I think Kansas will find a way to win two games. I think they cover against South Dakota, and those will probably be the only two wagers that I make on KU all year. <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding. I mean, I'm, I'm not kidding. Right. right. Hey, speaking of KU, real quick, let's uh, before we wrap things up here, let's uh, transition, but. Most outlets I've seen, and yes, we are switching sports here the last minute or two, but uh, that basketball squad, squad they have, number one in the nation maybe. Could be. Could be. I mean, they're right. good. But now, you you got a lot of different parts coming from a lot of different places. Basketball is different than football, though. You know, we, you know what you say? With five, you know, you, you get egg roll or whatever. We got like 
eight kids who could play. Mm-hmm. Um, David McCormick is over the broken foot. And, I mean, they're as solid as any team in the nation. They got Arizona State, Remy, uh, Remy Martin. Remy Martin. Poof. Wow. Right. They're going to be good. And we got we got guys who can shoot the basketball. Yeah. And if you, it, that's the one thing we, we've been missing. Um, you know, kid Christian Braun, he was good in the first half, disappeared in the second half. Now, whether he was tired, banged up, who knows. But, no, we got enough guys that can hit three, and, and I think I, they they should be – they should be very good. Yeah. But there's a lot of teams out there that should be very good. Mm-hmm. All right, you heard it from my man, Alvin Reed, his five picks. I expect him to go 3-2 and two against the spread, maybe 4-1. and one. You heard my lock of the week. The Hoosiers take care of business in Iowa City. Blow them out. I'm going to take Penn State with the points at Camp Randall, plus 5.5. I think Miami Hurricanes cover 18 and a half against Alabama, and I think Georgia outright beats Clemson. Should be entertaining, Alvin. And, uh, you know, we were pre-recording this. We're going to get out of here, catch that Ohio State-Minnesota game at home. That should be a good one. You think the Gophers can make it a game in the fourth quarter? I think they can. Be interesting to see. Well, I appreciate you guys listening. We're going to be with you all year long. Can't wait for the season to get going. Uh, We will check back with you next week. Good luck to all the betters out there, and uh, thanks for tuning in. That's Alvin Reed. Thanks for joining me, buddy. All right, man. Marty Jenkins here. We will talk to you next week. Take care. Thanks, Marty. You've been listening to the College Football Connection Podcast with Marty Jenkins and Alvin Reed on 101 ESPN. Sports talk for St. Louis.